I would like to welcome you to the new edition of the podcast that I'm doing for Dyslexia Scotland to help raise awareness of dyslexia. I'm David Thompson and I'm a freelance journalist who's also a member of Dyslexia Scotland. In this edition of the podcast, I've managed to catch up with Keith McAdowie, who works in learning support at Port Glasgow High School in Port Glasgow and Inverclyde. Keith will tell us about his role in learning support within Port Glasgow High School. I'm a learning support assistant, so I go into classes to assist pupils. Um, my line manager knows that I'm dyslexic. I've been quite open about that. Uh, I've also I'm also dyscalculic as well, so uh, uh, I support pupils with dyslexia, with other learning dif- differences as well. I hate the I hate the term difficulties or or learn, uh, disabilities. Um, so I I am actually in the, in the class supporting them. So I, I'm helping them with um, possible strategies to help things that I I learned when I through my own personal experience when I was at school to help me me learn as well and I sort of help them to maybe uh, find out strategies that will help them um, during the day as well. So maybe tell us off yeah what to, what you do in the day to day in the the classroom what. Is it one-to-one tradition you give to the pupils in the the classroom who, who may be dyslexic, or is it a more general uh, support you give to pupils? Yeah. It's a more general support, but I am uh, I I I do uh, have a drop-in session uh, every lunchtime for anybody that uh, has dyslexia or wants to find out more about it, um, to to give them strat- uh, maybe give them strategy to help them uh, possibly understand dyslexia. Also, if they're maybe having issues in a class, they can come and speak to me so I can advocate for it on their behalf. Um, I've introduced quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of um, new ideas in the school. Um, I'm promoting at the moment uh, through the department the use of the Immersive Reader in Microsoft and also the dictation, where, because we can do it online. Uh, we've found that we can, uh, if we can get the pupils up on OneNote through their Glow accounts. School. How many pupils are within Glasgow High School who are dyslexic? You're talking ten percent. You know, I mean, it's you know, somewhere so it's about ten percent of the population that we know of. Um, you know, um, within the school, I mean, so there's there's ones that maybe do unfortunately fall through yeah. the cracks. Uh, you know, in a system because it is really just screener tests that the children go through. Um, you know, for dyslexia, so some of them could be the higher functioning ones that you know will pass a screener yeah. test. Uh, unfortunately, um, but again, I'm trying to implement um, certain things in in classrooms. I mean, I'm giving you know, I give advice. And things like that uh, to make class try and make classrooms more dyslexia friendly, as it has been proven that you're not going to impact anybody's education. In fact, you're going to help more than you possibly realise by making a dyslexia friendly classroom. 
Well, it's not support you'd be given to them. It helps them, helps them to study for the exams and for the assessment because I think I know it's going to be a lot more practical and uh, what they do. So what sort of support would you be give them in terms of learning support and in terms of coping mechanisms and, um, to help them pass their 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 exams uh-huh. and their, uh, get their qualifications? So. Well, I, I... As I say, I give I give them advice on techniques I've I've used in the past. I mean, you know, there's problems with working memory and things. Or there's all dyslexic problems. So things that I used to do is I used to record my my notes um, and listen to them back and continually listen to them back. So maybe I was out walking the dogs or whatever. Instead of listening to music, I'd be listening to um, my work notes as such for a subject. Um, also, there's colour coding. Um, you know, using different colour pens for different subjects, different, you know, having different uh, post-it notes, things like that. We're now into more mind mapping to um, help them remember. Um, so that way. Um, also in class, I'm there to help them. I, if you know, I'll maybe scribe for them. Um, I can, I can maybe read for them. Um, if they have do have um, if they do have this, the um, during their exams if they have you know certain accommodations like, you know they they will get their extra time uh, uh, they will get you know possibly have a reader possibly have a scribe that way as well you know when I, when I was at school we didn't we didn't have the help we didn't have um, you know learning assistance and what we didn't have I, you know I got offered a reader and scribe. But that was like three weeks before my exam started, and I hadn't had time to to um, practice with it because it is a it is a skill that you have to learn to be able to use that. So the earlier we start it, you know, as soon as they hit first year or whatever, then the better it's going to be, be become for for the pupils as well to help them pass. Um, so you you said in terms of the the screen of people who. Uh, potentially could have dyslexia. What would be the process for that? Because I, cause I know it's kind of not the go through to an educational psychologist to have uh-huh. a, a deficit analysis and assessment that way. So, what sort of screen process would you have to assess somebody who is potentially is dyslexic? Uh, well, we'd give them a battery of um, um, you know tests. I mean, it depends on the school as to what, what they use. Unfortunately, there's no set standard. Of, what, of a test. Your, what, what we do at what yeah, Glasgow yeah, High, we yeah. have we have a um, spelling test, an initial spelling test. We'll also have a questionnaire for them to fill in your know, things that they find difficult in class. Blah blah blah. Uh, we then do a st- sort of standard spelling test. Then we'll do a battery of tests that will um, test their um, you know, different functions like uh, short-term memory, their, their working memory, uh, you know, sequential uh, numbers. Maybe um, we'll have um, you know gibberish words, so they have to try and um, spell them out, you know, to actually say them. So it's it's, it's sort of things like that that we that, that we do uh, at Port Glasgow High, and then it'll go away um, the learning support. Teachers who are trained market and come back with you know a 
bed a, a sort of um, yes or no. You know, there's, there's a chance of them, them being dys- dyslexic or not. Tell so because you, you talk about the, the dyslexic workshops uh, that you've got placed at Port Glasgow High yeah. School. How regular is the workshops that you provide? I presume it's for both parents and for people. Well, I run a drop-in session every lunchtime for pupils, so they can come to me any day. Uh, parents, we try and hold. We're trying to hold. It's just something we piloted towards the end of end of last year. Uh, last academic year, uh, we're trying to hold once a month. Um, so parents, carers, uh, anybody that's interested in any information, because we sort of show, we will show them new technology that we're trying to pilot at the school. That we're, we're trying to get people to use, as I say, like the immersive reader-like dictation, you know, things like that. Um, uh, we can um, just provide the information that the Dyslexia Scotland has out there. Um, for them as well, um, point them in the direction of Dyslexia Scotland if they, they do have more questions, or you know, I, I will certainly find out information for them if they they have questions that way. So do you feel that it's been? It's, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, it's just, do you feel it's been? Um, it's it's been helpful having the yeah. walking sessions for oh, the yeah, parents. Yeah, certainly. Uh, what, what's the reaction from the? The parents who come to the, or the carers, etc., who come to. Uh, well, they, they are they're actually quite happy because they also see how proactive we are as, as a school to trying to trying to help um, with with the, the the dyslexia to help help their children to you know achieve their full potential is you know the big thing. I mean you know. Um, also, I've been to. I, I don't know if you've, you know, there's a dyslexia uh, group started on Facebook for Inverclyde. Oh yeah, I didn't realise that though. Um, so I've been to been to one of the meetings there, and sort of gauging from the response I've had there, they're like, "Oh, it's a good idea." You know, I've had people uh, actually message me from that saying, "Unfortunately, they couldn't get to one of the drop-ins." You know, and things like that. I'm like, "Well, you know, you can message me on here." If you're wanting any information on things, um, you know, I maybe I maybe try and organise with them as well. You know, a night where, where one of the meetings where I can go through what we we basically do at, at one of the drop-ins. One, I mean, our drop-ins are really led by the parents, carers when they when they come. It's like, what do you want to know? You know, what what do you want to know, or is there anything that you think we can provide? Or you know, within reason to try and help. You know, this is what this is what we do. This is what we have here. Is that you know, is that sort of what you what you're looking for? And yes, it is. Basically, yeah, because we are providing the help. There, there is help there for the pupil. I mean, one of the things is you know, we have this. And we can offer it to people, but if the pupil doesn't want it, you know, it's like fair enough. We can't force the pupil to. to to you know, take this advice or or the help that that is there as well. So you know, the, you know, it's just one of these things that is also pupil led. The 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 benefits that we can we can provide. 
Um, has there been improvement made uh, since you brought in a lot of stuff with uh, the line of support and making more awareness and giving advice to pupils of who are dyslexic? Has there been improvement in terms of their academic achievement? And have you seen the results from that? Um, well, I know that some of the the older kids, I mean, I've only been at Port Glasgow High, this is now my third year. Um, I know, and there were some of the kids that were doing national five hires and things. Um, some of the things that they've done, then they have you know got the hires they've got their national nationals, which is what standard grades or road grades were. I mean, we don't actually have the the data, uh, you know, to hand. But as I say, all the things that we're providing now um, should hopefully increase that because it's more of uh, we're we're leveling the playing field, shall we say, for for dyslexics in the classroom because you know they can, they can now access new technology to help. In terms of, do you think that more can be done to help, like the teachers and the teacher assistants to try and help teach the subjects at, at school, or is it is it everything's all right distilled in terms of what's been? Clearly, be provided in terms of support for those people who, who are dyslexic. No. Uh, well, more, more, more could certainly be done. I mean, the, the, you know, p- people still have the misconceptions about dyslexia. You know, um, you, you, you may hear the the odd uh, person say, "Oh, they'll grow out of it," or they're just being lazy, or whatever. And you know, all the all the old cliches as such that um, uh, you know, which we, which I do try and. Which I I do try and fight against. I you know, I, I I'm trying to trying to introduce. I mean, one of the problems that we have is um, dyslexia. Dyslexia is not taught at teacher training. It is just uh, something that they can opt into, like a course on dyslexia. But it's it's actually getting people to. Because they still have the misconception that you know we we see backwards and things like that. You know, um, so it's trying to trying to change that from the inside, which is what I'm what, I, what I'm trying to do. Yeah, probably probably would make it more yeah. compulsive to teach um, teacher training as part of the course to make it compulsory rather than option to try educate. The, the the teachers tomorrow is what is dyslexia. Yeah. You, you teach somebody's got that yeah. condition. Yeah, it's it's, it's trying it's trying to change the whole the whole way that the classroom operates because, as I say, if you have a dyslexia friendly classroom, you have a dyslexia friendly way of teaching. Um, you're not you're not hindering anybody. You're you're helping more than you more than you realise. Because uh, 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 you know we learn differently, our brains are wired differently. So more and more teachers have to start to realise. Well, there's, you know, one of the big questions that I I have for our pupils is, how do you learn best? Do you learn? Are you a picture learner? Are you a visual learner? Do you you learn by? Attempting to read you and follow instructions that way, you know things like that. You've just heard Keith discussing what help teachers and teachers' assistants we need to support those pupils who have got dyslexia. Just to remind you, 
that you are listening to a podcast that me, David Thompson, has done for Dyslexia Scotland to make awareness of those people who have got dyslexia. Keith is a learning support assistant at Port Glasgow High School in Port Glasgow and Inverclyde, who specifically helps dyslexia pupils. As you've just heard at the start of the podcast, that Keith is dyslexic himself. Keith will go into detail about his own dyslexia with us. I, I, I get tested and I it was an it was was an educational psychologist and I got the de, I, I I got the you know the the, the, the the I hate using the word the diagnosis but um you know to say that I, I was dyslexic. Um I was I mean those the, I'm talking about the early eighties when I was I was diagnosed and I was probably about ten at the time. So we still had corporal punishment in schools and things. So I can remember in primary school being threatened with a belt for not being able to spell a word, but nobody would tell me how to spell it correctly. You know, things like that. Of you know, obviously, uh, I remember the teasing that went on with kids as well. Um, I can talk. You know, uh, it was a, it was a first year class. It was a first year art class. I remember because we were designing the, sort of alphabet blocks. And I'd chosen an airplane for A. But I spelled it the American way, the A I R P L A N E instead of the A E O R. Uh, you know, and everybody you know, taking the Mickey out of me about that. Um, things that I did um, was I just, um, as I say, I used a dictaphone to record notes. I used a, um, and I used a personal stereo to listen to my notes back. Um, I'd, put, I'd copy notes down. Um, my father got me a, a typewriter uh, when I was maybe in fifth year. Um, uh, and at that point in time, I, I couldn't type by an I had to handwrite it first and then type it up. I couldn't just sit and type, uh, you know, something out, out, of, out of my head as such to, to get it on paper one of my big that's still one of my biggest struggles is getting um what's in my head down on a piece of paper um that way whereas i'm more um able to vocalize you know my my, my thoughts um coming out i mean one of the but one of the things i find is i'm, I'm getting older so uh, the way my dyslexia is working is trying to find the correct words now when you are having conversations with people, so it may, it may slow the conversation down, and people, you know, you do find still that people look at you funny. Uh, you know, there is still that sort of slight stigma, I suppose. Although we are getting it more out there that you know, it's dyslexia has nothing to do with intelligence. In fact, most dyslexics are either average or above average intelligence. Because because when you start school as a five year old, and you're starting to learn to read, you're seeing your peers go ahead. So you're learning all these coping mechanisms to be able to appear. You might not make it, but to be uh, to appear um, able to keep up with them um, all through all through school that way as well. So that's why you know there's no. Um, there's there's nothing to to say you you're below intelligence that way it's your your average or above above intelligence it's, it's funny how 
people seem to forget as well, dyslexia only really became a problem with the invention of the printing press. Because the way people used to learn it was if you were an apprentice, say, of somebody, they would be showing you how to do it and you would then be hands-on, you know, um, actually doing doing whatever it was you, you had to do. So very visual in a way. And one of, the, one of the things as well now, if you look at uh, on the internet, I mean, if you look at YouTube, there's all these videos now telling you or showing you how to do things. I mean, you know, you could go onto YouTube and find out how to how to rewire a house. Say, you know, there's a, there's videos on it like that. You know, you know, which again is you know that is I suppose is a dyslexic strength. I mean, all your engineers, I think, lean on dyslexic strengths. Because it's you know a, a visual, visual way. That's what you know. You find that a lot of engineers, a lot of architects, things are dyslexic because it's a very visual, um, you know, jobs market. So do you think it's uh being dyslexic is quite a positive thing to have then, uh, rather than somebody uh, I'm, isn't dyslexic? I'm coming to more and more to the conclusion. Yes, there is there is so much strength to being dyslexic um, one of the one of the problems is though you know, it's taken me years it's taken me up until maybe three or four years ago to be able to actually come out and say I am dyslexic it was something that you did try to keep to hide um, in, in a way because there was the stigma and things like that although I mean nowadays the stigma is getting less and less but yeah no certainly um, watching um Things done by uh, made by dyslexia, for instance, you know the the charity that's uh, su- supported by um, Richard Branson. You know the, the, the strengths that are coming out there. I mean, you you know finding out that uh, Bill Gates, the guy that uh, invented Microsoft, was dyslexic. Uh, same with Steve Jobs. I mean, what we've got to look and the way we look at it now, the modern world was made was made by dyslexics. Because your computer, you know, uh, Alan Turing, they reckon was dyslexic as well, who invented the inventor of a computer. You know, and and with you know, there's so many, so, many, so much out there. I mean, NASA, fifty percent of NASA employees are dyslexic. GCHQ to look after our security uh, on the UK. I mean, they actively seek out dyslexics to employ because of our ability to see patterns and things like that, you know, security-wise. That was Keith telling us about his dyslexia being a positive thing for him personally. You've come to the end of the podcast interview that I've done with Keith McAdowie for Dyslexia Scotland. On behalf of Dyslexia Scotland, I'd like to thank Keith for taking the time to be involved in the podcast. Please check out Dyslexia Scotland's website and social media for further updates as to when the next podcast will be out. I'm David Thompson for Dyslexia Scotland.